Hello, everybody. Welcome to Verse TV, the Homo's Talk Show, week 127. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my good friends who will introduce themselves now, starting off with Chrissy. Say hi to everyone, Chrissy. Hi, everyone. This is Chrissy from Cleveland, Ohio. It's really nice to be here. Nice. And Jasmine? Hey, Jasmine from Houston. Nice to see you. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. And I, too, am here in, a, well, Northeast Ohio. Anyway, so let's get this show on the road, shall we? Week 127. Amanda Seals gave a shout out to women who have had sex with men because denying them sex would, quote, be too annoying or too dangerous. Now, she too has had that experience, she explained. Now, in his sexual exploration days in college, Aaron Mack specifically remembers meeting an older dude for a hookup and at the time of the hookup, Aaron Mack was sleepy, but still got into the dude's car. And he remembers the dude tapping him on his leg while he was kind of falling asleep and saying, nah, get up. You still have work to do. And Aaron Mack felt so cheap at that moment. And he told himself that he would never put himself in such a situation again. He did have the obligatory physical interaction with the dude, and that's just how it went. And the question is, did you have an experience like Amanda Seals referenced with a person of any gender? And what safety tips would you offer someone who is experiment exploring their sexuality and looking for love in all the wrong bedrooms? Now, I say I was looking for love in all the wrong bedrooms at that time. And as far as an experience similar to what Amanda Seals said, that was my experience. Because when she said that, it like it clicked, like I was like, oh my gosh, like, anyway. But whoever wants to take it first, go ahead. Uh, so I don't have know you, how to say it. I'm sorry? I don't know how to say what I, I, I want to say. Like, I don't have nothing that I was going to say exactly, but I, I don't know how to explain what I put to the question. Oh, okay. So have you ever had an experience similar to that which Amanda Seals stated to, to your knowledge or not really? Not really? No. No, never. <laughs> That's cool. Well, and Chrissy? Um, actually, my very first sexual experience was uh similar to that um in, in fact 
um, it wasn't consensual at all. And I was afraid to say no because I thought I would get hurt. And so I didn't stop it from happening. And consequently, I ended up getting pregnant. And um, when I told the man that he's the only man that I had ever had a sexual experience with and told him that I was pregnant, um, he, not only did he not believe what I told him, but he said that it wasn't his. So, <clears throat> you know, um, ultimately it was a date rape. Um, this man was a little bit older than me and I was just, just before 18 or 19, I believe was, it was before my 19th birthday. And um, I, was a, I was a senior in high school and uh, I didn't know the man, but um, a family member of mine um, whose cousin was his cousin, uh, knew his family member and she was like, oh yeah, he's, you know, he'd be cool to go out with or whatever after I asked about him because he had asked me out on a date and uh, he took me to several bars and uh, gave me several drinks. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm a teenager at that time, extremely naive with uh, a very come coming from a very sheltered uh, household with uh, very little experience with dating or even being in a situation like that. And um, uh, it, it kind of just happened. And I, I had to, I felt like I had to go with the flow because I was, I had put myself in that position. So um, in hindsight, <clears throat> in hindsight, um, um, that experience kind of, um, you know, cre created like a mistrust with men for me. Um, and I did have an, a similar experience with uh, a woman, the one time. So, um, you know, it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't something that I felt safe enough to say no to. So, you know, I went, went along with it, um, not necessarily consenting, but just going along with it so that I could keep myself safe. All right. And that's actually a great segue to the second part of the question. What tips would you offer to help people who are exploring their sexuality or whatever to stay safe? And I know for myself, one tip that I would offer, and this was truly something that I did not do in college because it was like, I, I think it's because at that time you feel like, well, I'm grown now, so I don't have to tell people and ask for permission to go places. I can just go because I'm grown. And yeah. when I would meet people for hookups, I, I, I used to playfully call it my, my thought days, but I like this terminology that I used here and that I called it my sexual exploration days, but mm -hmm. I would not 
tell people where I was going at all. So if I got into the car with that man and not only did he make me feel cheap, I'm sorry, but by talking about me still having work to do, if he was like, but at that, I'm going to keep you at my house just to be my whatever until I'm done with you, nobody would have known where I was because I, I wouldn't tell anybody where I was going. So one thing that, that I do in my older age, I'm 30, I'm only 38, you guys, but one thing that I would do when the uh, feeling would come along, I very rarely meet people for physical encounters now. It's, it's just not that big for me, but I would always talk to like a friend of mine and tell my friend, hey, where I'm going. And I would say, if you don't hear from me by some time, then you'll know there's a problem. But I will definitely send you some message or something by midnight or by one o'clock or, or whatever, you know, 11 o'clock, anything, you know, but look for that message. Yeah. Yeah. Can I please say something in regarding to that? Oh, please do, Jasmine. Um, it's something I always, um, I don't like just think about it, but like with anything when it occurs, like probably like you think about it, like however often, maybe not so much or, or often. But when you, when we talk about this, that just kind of reminds me of some things that kind of happen when you're not meeting somebody for particular things. It just makes me think of um, like, cause you're mentioning that and you were, we were talking about like if something was to happen right so it just it reminds me of when I see or hear about somebody like on Google or somewhere somebody's missing but they they probably weren't really like meeting up with anybody to do anything and all of a sudden like you just never think it's you like whatever the situation you just never think it's you and you maybe not meeting no one or doing anything anything wrong or whatever and just like could be you, you know, in these situations, because I'm always like kind of particular. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it, it, it's so un unfortunate because I, I'm not gonna lie, what, what you just said, Jasmine, it, it's close to home because it, it is one of those things, like it could, it could be you. Period. All right. Chrissy? Um, I would say definitely tell at least one person that you're really close to, um, hey, I'm going out with someone that I've never met before, um, not necessarily for a quote unquote hookup, but, you know, maybe it might turn into that or whatever. Um, but, you know, uh, me, I'm pretty old fashioned, so I I gotta get to I gotta get to know you first. Like if, I mean, if it happens, it happens. If we click like that, 
um, if you know, but it for me it takes some it takes some time it takes some doing. Um, if, if you gotta have really certain uh, unique qualities about you, for me to even want to just you know skip past the, you know. The the small talk and just get right into the nitty gritty, but for um. Uh, for someone that I'm just meeting for the first time um, that I don't know and uh, it's not necessarily in the most public place uh, for sure have some type of plan in place um, if some you know things were to go sour or south um, uh, and definitely let somebody know share your location with someone that you trust and, um, you know, yeah, of course, express an action plan. Hey, if you don't hear from me by such and such, or if, you know, if I don't shoot you a text or say, hey, I'm good, I'm or, or I'm at home or whatever, uh, call me, come looking, <laughs> you know, um, because you, your safety is most important, especially when you're meeting somebody for the first time. And, you know, there's this whole... Uh, there's this whole polyculture now. So you may be meeting a couple for the first time. Um, and, you know, you don't, you never know what people are really into or up to. So um, mm -hmm. you, you got to really play it safe out here and have at least one person that knows exactly where you are at all times or can at least have access to your location at all times. Because it's just about being safe. You know, I mean, we are grown, um, you know, consent is consent, but non-consent is, is non-consent. So if you're with you're someone, right. right, and they don't understand what no means and their whole intention is just to, you know, get you to do whatever it is that they want or take advantage of you because they have you alone, um, having that type of plan in place is extremely important and detrimental to your safety and possibly your life. Can you ask a question? Uh, oh, oh, okay. And, and then I, I would actually like to say something in response to that. But you, you go ahead, Jasmine. I was gonna say, yeah, I think she, she's right about everything. But with what she first said, she said she's old-fashioned and like whatever the thing is regarding something old-fashioned. I was going to say to the particular thing, most people who's thinking right will probably be like that too. And then, but I was going to say also, she probably, I don't know if she would do this or not also when it comes down to this, but I was going to say she probably wouldn't maybe necessarily like go out to like the movies or Netflix and chill with someone. Probably no, Netflix and chill. Is reserved for people I know. <laughs> if we hung out already, or you know, and it didn't even necessarily become a sexual situation, but if we hung out already and I trust you enough to be in the dark alone with you, then um, you know, uh, then I'm definitely purposefully putting myself in that situation. Um, I don't necessarily have to share that information with anyone, but it's still a, a smart, safe thing to do. Now, I, I must share this story because we, we put so many connections to it, and I'm sorry, I'll get off it quickly. But talking about 
one, as far as meeting somebody, I think it is best to follow Aziz Ansari's rule that he put in his book called uh, Dating, Dating something, I, I forgot. I read it, but it was actually a really good book. And his recommendation was first date public place. Always make the first date in a public place. And when you spoke about being in the dark with somebody, what that reminded me of was this dude who I was talking to and I was like, yeah, let, let's meet at a restaurant or something. And that can be our first date. And he was like, well, no. And he wasn't in favor of it. And he was like, well, there's a subway up the street from my house so we can go to the subway. And I was like, okay. And then he revealed, oh yeah. And by the way, my neighborhood or my street, wink, has a power outage right now. And because mm -hmm. of that power outage, I lit the house with candles. And I was like, oh, well maybe you don't want to have company at all. And he's like, yeah, but I, I think it would be so romantic it, 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 to have the house lit with candles with just the two of us. And I was like, um, I don't really think so. And then he gets a call or something from somebody and he's like, hold on a minute, let, let me get this call. And I guess he didn't fully click over or didn't realize that he didn't put me on mute hallelujah, blessing in disguise. Because I hear him say to somebody else on the other phone, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get him to come over right now. I'm gonna get him to come over right now. Yeah, he should be here soon. And I, just in thinking about it, it's like that, that could have been any number of horrible things but on top of that, you know, you mentioned poly people. I had never put that scenario into a potentially poly situation. But even then, it would have been bogus because if the plan was for the two of you to take advantage of me, that's bogus. That, that's all. Yeah, that's that bullshit. That's bullshit. Thank, that's right. bullshit. Thank you. Yes, exactly. No. A anyway, anyway, does anybody else have anything else for this topic before we move on? Yes and no. No, but I was just going to say, yeah, that, that's messed up because that makes me think about just a lot of situations and, and just general things in life, period. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like so much stuff, like to to like worry about but nobody's gonna can't and isn't gonna worry about every single thing in life you're just gonna be worried about all the main instant things that you have to like deal with because I'm saying like what if like in this topic that like like a lot of people do a lot of things that in regarding whatever and then 
whoever does the opposite of that when it comes down to anything. Like for instance, like what we're talking about, we all like might know like whatever um to think about something, but you're still gonna gonna do what you're gonna do in whatever way when it comes down to something like if he didn't say like whatever he said, sometimes like some people they might have probably went, but maybe not. It just depends on you and whatever, but good you're safe out of the situation. Yeah, yeah, me too. That that was extremely scary and you're absolutely right. And yeah, perhaps people would maybe just go ahead and do it. But yeah, it might follow somebody to a gang rape or something. You know, you never know, you never know what was waiting at the end of that night um, or in that house. If if what he was saying, he just was trying to lay it on thick, you know, throw on all the game, you know, pull out all the stops, talking about how romantic it would be to have a candlelit evening alone. And you're <laughs> thinking it's just going to be the two of you getting to know right. each other, even if it's just for a hookup because you're physically attracted to this person, but they have other things in mind and really, or maybe they were trying to plan on robbing you or something or get, or both. Um, and, you know, that's why it's really important, like, especially when you don't know the person or the people that you're going to meet to, to tell somebody that you know, hey, this is what's going on tonight. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to end, but, um, you know, a person who uh, knows you well enough to know that you wouldn't just go for this or that um, because, you know, you're, a, you know, a whatever particular type of person um, uh, that, you know, if you don't hear from me, uh, uh, get a text saying, hey, the night's going well. Or if I don't, you know, because um, thank God that uh, a lot of these phones have a feature where you can like click a button three times and then and send out an SOS to uh, up to three different people. And they know exactly where you are right at the moment, even if you can't get the phone to call, you know, um, definitely always keep your device on hand. If you've got an extra one, keep it hidden away. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, um, um, you know, not extremely well versed on gun laws, but um, I, I am a CCW holder, and I believe in um, being armed and in, in, and um, defending yourself if it's necessary. So uh, I don't think it, it should be that extreme when you're going to meet someone for a hookup or meet someone new for a date. But today, it has to be you have to be very um, uh, aware of your surroundings and just very. Um, uh, you know, just have your eyes open to, you know, anything could happen. And what you shared uh, about the phone thing, that is so helpful because pe so just because some somebody has that feature on the phone doesn't mean that they knew it was there. So it's what there. you just said. On helpful. iPhone, on every iPhone, it's there. Can, I, can I ask you? Okay. Can I ask you what question? Yeah. Okay. What do you? Oh, you talking about an iPhone thing? I thought you were just mean like a smartphone thing or just any smartphone. Phone. They have those those SOS features. Yeah. That it, it, you can you can like if you click the power button like three times or five times or something like you can set it up in your settings. Um, if gosh. your life is in danger, 
they will send it out to three up to three people who will know exactly where it will send your location to three people. And um, hopefully if they're smart, they'll just come and not be calling to see if you're in danger, you know, um, you know, but it's okay if they call or whatever, I would definitely recommend keeping a password or passcode or something or some type of code on your phone, not just the, the face recognition because people can get into your contacts when, you know, if you are in a dangerous situation and, you know, send threats to your contacts and whatnot, people do that, you know? So you have to be just mindful and, and, you know, take every safety measure when you go and meet somebody new, because you don't know these people. They are, they're strangers until they're not, you know, and then people do put on a good show for a while, even. And instead of just telling you who they are or, having any type of good intention you know ultimately that's what we want when we go to meet somebody we're attracted to that they have the same type of intentions we do you know um but it's not always that's not always the case i was going to say of course i didn't experience it yet but i've seen it i i was just thinking it's just like on the scary movie you see it and it looks so bad and scary and you don't want to be in it but it, it does happen somewhere, all of the stuff, right? Yeah, even in <laughs> even in the public place, you know, that's why you have to watch watch a drink or whatever. If you walk away from it, don't drink it when you come back to the bar, you know, stuff like that. People can slip something into your drink. You know, I've seen it happen, you know, and I've I've mm-hmm. had a close a you know, a close friend of mine who actually is not the same today because of an experience like that. And um, it's really, it's really sad, you know, um, it's really sad. And then also something like that, there, there is power in numbers. The other person doesn't even have to know that you have somebody tagging along with you, just watching your back, you know, somebody at a, at a distance, just watching and making sure everything is safe, you know. Is your friend okay? From no, she's she's One not okay. Family. She's not okay. She'll never be. Oh she'll no. never be okay again. Oh no! Sorry, that's horrible. Yeah. All right. And I'm sorry too. It's it's awful. Wow. Okay, so this topic, it's called. Parents Against Bullying, that's an organization, P-A-B, and it comes from our friend, Cabana Black, on his Instagram. Well, he posted it on his Instagram. It was actually a video of Method Man talking about the Parents Against Bullying thing. Now, social media and technology today can make it so childhood bullying is a never ending force against a kid's well-being. So while we were kids, it was just something in school, but now kids can take it and they get it while at home too. So it's really serious. Now, Aaron Mack remembers volunteering at a high school interview day through his employer and a student informed him the school actually banned joining any social media platforms. Just completely banned it. If you're a student there, you cannot get on any social media. And my questions are, 
should social media always be only persons 18 plus? And how do we do a better job sectioning off the internet with fun and friendly bully-free zones for kids and adult-only zones? Now, I, as I always explain, I, I ask these questions because I don't necessarily know the answer, but I, I, I will give an opinion on the should social media always be 18 plus? Um, you know, I, I think about things like Facebook that just experienced an outage today, but, um, And I, I know kids like to communicate on Facebook. I guess it just comes down to how you regulate it. And I think there are some social media platforms that yes, should, but then it comes down to how do you keep it as only 18 plus? Because kids will lie and say that they're 18 you know, I, I know before I was 18, I've done that for things on the internet myself. I'm like, well, I'm close enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And kids can get into some situations. I still remember when, when I was 18, nope, I was 19, and I went to this club that was 21 plus and with some friends. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I'm, it was another one of those I'm grown situations. I can do it. So I went there and I had an awkward situation. And somebody said to me, see, that's exactly why this club is 21 plus because you're not old enough. And I'm like, huh, okay. And that kind of stuck with me. But as far as Social, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to turn to y'all because I, I, I don't know how it would be done. Um, can I go? Certainly. What, what you're saying ties into everything from when I, before I was um, of age and, and anybody that's going to come after us is just going just gonna to be your experience and there's going to be things, period like in dealing with something like dealing with social media wise or not that they're gonna have where I know you asking me how I feel and it's with that but it's like me but it's also not just me like there's gonna be some things in the future that they're gonna have uh, social media wise or not that um, some people can can do or some people can't like I know when I was like coming up like how you're talking about with the Facebook I think they should be able to do it because it's a social media thing and it's fun and I know sometimes some people they do some things and get opportunities at, at young age or any age and they they really just mess it up for themselves regarding some things but you know case by case but I think they should let them because um but do like a little a parental kind of thing, you know? 
Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And, and interestingly enough, it, that made me think of the people who will go on dating apps, such as Jack, my gay guys out there know what I'm talking about, but who will go on dating apps like Jack and say, oh, well, this is a hookup app. And no, it's not. And it's not advertised as such, but there is a population that believes that it's just a hookup app. And I say, well, at the end of the day, it is like you were saying, Jasmine, it's what you make it. So, and that's what sort of makes it difficult. You know, it can be whatever you make it. So could it be kid-friendly? Is YouTube putting kid-friendly material out there? Yes, every time I upload a video to YouTube, it asks me, is this a child's video? No, but they have a section for kids. Mm -hmm. Can I add some more to it? I was gonna say, I, I wasn't bad and all that stuff and and didn't want to be like, you know, like some people or who have and have or whatever, but like like everybody who's going to be born and come up, like how we're talking about social media stuff or whatever somebody can and can't do age-wise or whatever the, the type of thing regarding the person, I, I was exposed to a lot to like, well, I was exposed to some things that I wasn't trying to be like, you know, like somebody there, they might be trying to at some kind of young age, trying to like get into something. It might not be really bad, but something they're not supposed to be like looking at in some kind of way or going to a certain place or something. Well, it just so happened because my environment and my mom, I was I was exposed to some things. So I, I kind of get it and then with a person being a certain type of way at whatever age, like some kind of young age, when it's regarding you can't do something at the time, I can get that too. It can work the same way, especially if you're trying to like, you know, like get into some stuff. You need to like restrict some stuff age-wise because some stuff might be inappropriate or not the right time, you know? Yeah, and, and it does kind of have that red button, do not push me sort of thing for, for people sometimes. Don't push, and the first thing you want to do is push. Anyway. Right. Yeah, in regards to what you just said, Aaron, um, yeah, putting a restriction, an age restriction, is just going to make kids want to just find other ways to do it anyway. But um, honestly, in this in a school setting, um, I don't think social media should be allowed because adults are distracted by social media outside of in the workplace, outside of the workplace. So, you know, children um, definitely shouldn't have that type of access uh, during school hours, at least. Um, and, and honestly, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to use social media under the age of 18 unless it's for um, some type of business or for uh, research purposes, if social media can actually help the, help with that, but it's a uh, social media platform is not for uh, academics. So, um, uh, if 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 children are uh, um, not given some type of parameters as far as um, uh, what they're using the internet for at school, then they're going to be using it for stuff that. Uh, that does make them susceptible to cyberbullying and, you know, stuff like that. 
um, even outside of the school setting. So, you know, there, and then a lot of these young kids, they look so grown, you know, you know, it, it makes it, makes them, um, easy targets for, for, uh, sex trafficking, you know, it makes them easy targets for, um, people who are just pre predatory, let, you know, let alone other students that may be prone to bullying them, you know? So, um, I, I tell, tell, I have, I have, uh, three teenagers. So, and a, uh, a 10 year old. So, uh, and I, and I tell them you have to, you know, uh, really understand that this is, this is like the age of information, the age of access. Like you have all access to the entire world in, in your smartphone and just your device in your tablet, you know, in your laptop, you know, and you have to use it wisely and um, be conscious of how distracting, number one, it can be and how vulnerable you can be to people who are, um, whose mission is to cyber bully or whose mission is to try to get your information, you know, or whose mission is to prey on you. You know, there's, there's all kinds of uh, ways the internet can be used, um, not, not just to bully, but, you know, in a school setting, I don't think it should be allowed at all to be on any type of social media platform because, number one, it's distracting. It, it has nothing to do with academics. It has nothing to do with your, you know, academia career, period. So, um, uh, you know, if, if you're doing, you know, if you're doing a, a TikTok or something like that, that's that should be definitely um supervised by a parent um there should be some parameters set for you know people under the age of 18 who who wish to have some type of account um and and there should be some parental controls you know but a lot of the times um it's like jasmine touched on you know a lot of the a lot of these parents um you know they're they're either not available to be there to supervise these things or they just don't care. Some of these parents don't give a shit about their kids. So um, they may be, and it may not, it may not even be nothing like that. They may just be a single parent and work a lot and just have no way to supervise and monitor all the time. And this, uh, this device um, is something that is keeping their child occupied but they're not gonna likely always use it for the right things or not be distracted um, using it because there is so much information and there there are so many places that you can go via the internet. Yeah, I think uh, he's a hundred percent right. I'm sorry. Sorry, I think he's a hundred percent right. He's always on point. I Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, I will say this, just as an FYI, as far as the school saying no social media, they weren't just saying no social media in school. They're saying you, you can't join in school, out of school, ever. You can't. I'm, a, I'm totally for that. Yeah. For the students. It's just distracting. What is it? What does it have to do with school? What does it have to do with uh, the lesson plan for the day or for the week or for the, your end goal, you know, which is to get your diploma and, you know, at, at, at the highest, you know, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's scoring your, your highest abilities in academia. You're not going to ever be able to stay on track if you're engulfed in social media inside of the, of the schoolhouse or outside of it. Seriously, you know, it's not, it's not the type of platform um, made to, uh, to, to, to foster any type of um, concentration on that. It's, it's made to take it away in my opinion, or made for people to, who, are, who are mature enough um, to use it to express themselves, uh, to, to sell their art or to show their art or you know, any type of creativity they have or expression that they have, um, to advertise whatever goods and services they have. You know, that's the, that was the whole point of social media, to stay close in close contact with family and friends that are not in the same city or state, you know, stuff like that. It's meant for those purposes. I don't think children um, and students who are not in college um, should have that type of access. Now, I, I will say this. Part of me was, and th this is actually, so I do have an answer to the second part of the question. I, at first I was like, well, maybe we should make a kids-only social media kind of thing. Kind of bad, yeah. Like, but that would be so corny because I, I could see kids being like, I don't want to be on the kids-only social media. Who do you think I am? But. A kid. <laughs> You're yeah, not but, even old enough to vote. Yeah, but of course, kids, <laughs> kids don't see themselves as kids. Right. I mean, they, yeah, they see themselves as individuals with thoughts and feelings and opinions of them of the of their own which rightly so you know they they have those things but they can't even vote until they're 18 they can't even mm -hmm. pay taxes until i mean they i mean if they're younger than 18 with a job with the par uh, parents consent but come on you know like what <laughs> who who's uh Whose job is it to decide for children who are emotional and hormonal? You know, like we can give them a, we can give them a little bit of, of freedom to do that, but it's just not it's just not going to benefit the child. And, and one thing that that I, I was thinking would help, maybe. Because of the fact that it's social media, it's on the internet, so it can be not only nationwide, but global. And maybe celebrities, like cool celebrities, can contribute some exclusive content for the kids' social media. So the kids get a benefit, and possibly even the parents would be like, oh, let me see. Oh, I, I like, uh, I don't know. Brandy, and she's doing something, oh, an exclusive concert, and she's teaching your lesson on vocals, I don't know. And she's doing that for the students, I wanna see it. So that would probably make the kids even more interested in staying a part of that. Anyway, so, so that's my answer to that question. But yes, does anybody have anything else to contribute? Yeah. I don't, I'm not opposed to that idea at all as far as having a child social media 
that is um, more, um, um, you know, focused on like, you know how our social media on Facebook or whatever has certain groups that you can join if uh, of like-minded people or with of people who have um, certain types of beliefs or whatever, um, certain types of um, uh, commonalities. Um, I really think that that will be a good idea for people, for children who are interested in having um, in concentrating on certain areas of their studies so that they can, you know, group with like minded students. But um, right. it still should be monitored. There still should be some type of anti bully, anti bullying policy in place. I know now. Uh, the school that and now that uh, things have gone remote since COVID has happened, you know, um, it still doesn't prevent students from going on YouTube and going online and looking at things that they shouldn't be looking at, you know, if they're not properly supervised. But, you know, stuff like that, I think would be, um, you know, a, diff a different option for students who actually uh, take their academics seriously. Yeah, you know, and, and it would be so cool. I, I mean, imagine Ariana Grande teaches today's lesson on reading. I, I, just something like people would be into that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So that concludes our The Homo's Tea segment on Verse TV. Our next topic, it's coming from... It's called The Homos Every Night. And it's coming from the book, Queer Love in Color by Jamal Jordan. Now, featured couple, one of the featured couples, Mike and Phil were asked if there was any detail about their story the authors should be sure to include. And Phil said simply, remember to mention that we've spent every night together for over 40 years. They met when they were in their 20s and they're still together today in their 70s. Beautiful. A homosexual couple. All right. And that's beautiful. And that reminded Aaron Mack of his ex-boyfriend turned friend who had a philosophy of never going to bed mad because one might never wake up the next day and you, if that happened, you would be stuck with that feeling for the rest of your life. Now, if a dispute occurred in the evening, Aaron Mack would not want to stay up all night trying to hash out the issue that could be clearer in the morning. Aaron Mack would sometimes prefer to sleep in the other room. And unfortunately, ultimately, they broke up. Now, when is it best to sacrifice sleep for the time to correct the issue? And when is it best to wait for the clearer heads of the morning? The Homos Talk Show, hashtag Verse TV. Hi, it's Chrissy from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Jasmine from Houston. I'm Aaron Matt.
you are tuned in week 127 and you are tuned in to hashtag mercy be week 127